tell us about yourself is not a question. And you will hear it over and over when you listen to podcasts. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about where you're at. Tell, it's not a question because what you've done now is you've given the reins up completely to your, to your guest. Get specific with your first question. I think that very first question is really important because you don't always have to start at the beginning. And this is where a little bit of that research comes in. So don't be lazy. Spend some time on your guest. Find out maybe one thing that you've dug a little deeper on and you find that nugget on that the third or fourth page of Google that you're doing your research on, not the first you know, two articles that pop up. You know, Dig a little bit deeper and start with that nugget. Are you ready to become a world-class interviewer, stand out with your podcast, and create an incredible audio experience for your listeners so that they keep coming back to your show and become raving fans? Welcome to the Podcast Interview Mastery, a weekly interview show where you will hear world-class podcast hosts and interviewers share their stories, tips, and strategies on how to become a master interviewer and hone your craft as a host. Are you ready to boost your confidence and inspire the masses? If so, buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, Tibor Nod, founder and host of the top-ranked Mindset Horizon podcast. What is up, fellow podcaster? Welcome back to the podcast interview mastery show. I wanted to start today's episode with a little celebration because I released 10 episodes since the start of this podcast and pretty amazing people joined me on this journey, such as Dave Jackson, David Hooper, John Lee Dumas, Jordan Harbinger, just to name a few. And I sincerely hope that you enjoyed these episodes as much as I did. I was definitely super grateful for them coming on the show and raising its quality by sharing their podcast wisdom and expertise with all of us. On top of all that, 25 committed and highly engaged podcasters joined the Podcast Interview Nation community, a Facebook group where the guests and the listeners of this show come together to help each other become better interviewers and podcasters. There you can hang out with these like-minded podcasters, ask further questions, and engage in conversations. So if you haven't already, please make sure to join this community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interunation. That's MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interunation. If you're a member, I'd like to say thank you for being part of the community and letting me know what you want to learn more about when it comes to becoming a better interviewer. Your feedback is highly appreciated and it helps me make this show a better one. And just for you to know, I will keep releasing two interviews per week in October. And from November on, I'm going to get back to the one interview per week frequency. Since I'm committed to helping you become a better interviewer and podcaster, I've been busy producing the show. So please support a podcast by either subscribing to it wherever you are listening to it right now, maybe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can also rate and review the show on iTunes. Another big thing I've been working on in the last couple of months besides this podcast is an online course for people who want to start their own podcast but don't know how to do it. So if you're someone who is just thinking about starting your podcast, I would highly recommend checking out my podcast mastery course at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash course. 
All right, so for today's conversation, I am joined by Tim Wahlberg, who is a podcast talent coach who helps podcasters be better podcast hosts. Growing up, Tim loved to make people laugh. It was their laughter that inspired his antics. When it came time to choose a career, radio drew him in. It wasn't because he loved the sound of his own voice. It was because he felt that radio served an important purpose to inform the public, keep people company, or at least give them some sweet tunes to air guitar to. After 25 plus years in the radio business and plenty of awards under his belt, Tim decided to turn his attention to a new audience, podcasters. He quickly realized that his lifelong philosophy applied to his new medium too. If you focus on the listener, you win. Now through his podcast, Just the Tip from your podcast performance coach and his one-on-one coaching, Tim helps podcasters truly connect with their ideal audience so that they can grow their authority and convert sales with ease. Tim and I covered a lot in this episode and I'm certain that you're going to learn a lot from this conversation. First and foremost, in the beginning, we talked about the importance of defining your audience and keep your ideal listener in mind so that you can ask better and more specific questions in an interview and serve your audience on a higher level. In the middle, we talk about the importance of the first question. Tim explains why tell about yourself is the worst question ever you can ask at the beginning of an interview and how to come up with a unique first question. Here we also talk about the importance of summarizing the episode for your listeners, either at the beginning or at the end of the episode. This is what I'm doing for you here right now. Closer to the end, we talk about the importance of self-control and how to incorporate silence in your interviews so that you pull out some great nuggets out of your guests. As always, if you want to check out the details, show notes, free resources, links, and book recommendations, all you need to do is to go to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview that's again mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview i'm telling you this episode was loaded with some great insights so buckle up my friend and please enjoy the episode with tim Wahlberg. tim welcome to the show great to be here tibor thank you for asking me to join yeah tim thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show i am really excited because You know, I'm just grateful that such experts come on the show like you and we get to talk about podcasting and how to become a better host, how to hone your craft as a podcast host. So this is what this podcast is about. And I want to start with your with your story and what you do today. So talk to us a little bit more about first what you do, what is the podcast that you host and what is the mission of that podcast? Thanks, Tibor. I'm a uh, podcast coach, podcastperformancecoach.com. That's my website. Uh, I've been podcasting for about six, seven, maybe seven, seven, eight years. Had uh, been doing a podcast for others, uh, but then I uh, failed at my own podcast at some point. And uh, my background is in radio. I've had 25 years in radio. And uh, pretty what, awesome. When I listen to radio, uh, I kind of drive my wife crazy because. I click around the radio stations, not listening to songs, but I'm listening for the jocks who come on and talk. I want to hear what they say, how they, how they do their breaks, how they structure their content, how they get in, how they get out. I'm always listening for that sort of stuff. And I don't care about the music, and I listen to sometimes commercials. So I'm always clicking back and forth, and I'm yelling at the radio. I'm just constantly 
what are they doing? They're doing it wrong. Why? I, that's no tease. Like, I'm not going to stick around because, and, and so my wife's going, what are you? Shut up already. And so she goes, why don't you help these people? And I had the idea of helping jocks and because I used to teach broadcasting in Vancouver, British Columbia, where I'm at. But I had sort of transitioned to podcasting and really gotten into mm-hmm. podcasts and was sort of really doing the same thing, finding myself yelling at the speaker, kind of going, what are they doing? They're not doing it right. And so my wife says, why don't you help them? You know so much about how to you know, talk to their listener from what you've learned in radio. Help the podcaster. I said, that's a great idea. So that's where uh, Just the Tip, that's where, uh, that's my podcast. It's called Just the Tip from your podcast performance coach. It's five minutes long. And each episode, I try to give you one tip that will make your next episode better than your last. So uh, I've been doing it for a number of years and I love talking to podcasters and helping podcasters uh, do their job better. Uh, and especially when it comes to podcasting for their business, if they're using it for a marketing tool for their business or service, they might be a coach or a consultant or service providers. So that's what I do. And I love doing it. And uh, I, I just love talking to podcasters. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's really exciting. And thanks for sharing that. And I was just wondering, and, and out of curiosity, really, uh, since you have this 25 years of experience in broadcasting, so what is the difference if we want to compare radio and podcasting? Or why why would someone prefer podcasting over broadcasting? It, it, you said it, broadcasting. And I, I always compare it to broadcasting versus narrowcasting. And really important when you are podcasting is to niche. The nicher you get, uh, the, the smaller you can focus your audience. Actually, the bigger you can grow. Because you're connecting on a different level. Broadcasting, you know, when you think of radio, they they're trying to talk to everybody. And in a in a particular <laughs> market, they have sort of niches. They have sort of these micro niches where, okay, you've got classic rock, maybe you've got CHR, contemporary hit radio, soft favorites, talk formats from sports to Christian. But so those are little niches uh, on the big spectrum of broadcasting. So even they're doing it. And there are secrets of how they're talking to their specific audience. You know, when you talk about classic rock, you're going to have car companies, you know, golf, uh, beer commercials. So everything is surrounded uh, and targeted to their listener. And it's not that different from podcasting. So when you think about podcasting, picking that format, picking that niche, knowing your audience and really zeroing in on them, it gives you a great opportunity to connect on a different level. So niche down. If you're a podcasting niche, niche, go tighter. And people will say, oh, I got I want lots to say. I want to talk to everybody. No. When you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. So niche, niche, and go deep on this. Don't be afraid to niche. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I am not sure <laughs> if I have niched down enough with the Mindset Horizon podcast because it's mindset and personal development. While I have a specific target audience in mind, and I usually, you know, try to actually formulate or articulate, sorry, in 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 the podcast. So it's entrepreneurs and 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 impact driven entrepreneurs and coaches who want to work on their mindset. But you know, working on the niche might not be so easy for a lot of people. So I can imagine that. But I I, I absolutely agree. At least this is what I've heard as a you know since I've been podcasting that you want to niche down until it hurts. But you know, I was wondering what are some of the things that you were struggling with uh, when it came to podcasting and being a podcast host when it came to honing your craft as a podcast host? 
I think it was probably listening. You know, we, we get so excited uh, uh, with our outline where we have an idea of what we uh, want when we have, an, we have a guest on our show uh, to really stop and listen to them. Sometimes you just got to shut up and, and listen to your guest. And mm-hmm. I, I think also knowing what you want out of a guest before you have the interview is really important. A lot of people are just going to roll in this guy. He's so interesting. Or this lady who's just wonderful speaker. And I'm just going to have a great conversation and record it and see where it goes. You need a plan. And I think you really need to know what you want out of that interview or out of that episode before you go into it. That will help you stay focused. And it still allows you to stay to a, you know, write that format out, that outline about what you want to get out of that interview, stick to that outline. But like driving a bus, you might have a detour and you might get off tangent a little bit and you might go over here, but bring it back to that goal of what you want out of this and what you want out of your guest. And I think that's really important. And it took me some time to think about that, but that came down to always coming back to the listener. I'm very focused on being the listener-centric podcaster. When you can really focus in on that listener, it makes things a lot easier. So uh, listening to your guest, making sure that that your guest knows as well what you <laughs> want out of this episode is going to really help the two of you deliver for your listener. And you know what, Tibor, I'll tell you the truth. You, you did this with me while we were doing this, the while we were setting up this episode. You said, this is who I'm talking to. I'm talking to podcasters who want to become better interviewers, and this is who I'm serving. Yeah, and and we know exactly what we're going to deliver right now on this episode, and we're focused on that. And so we both are on the same page when it comes to this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. Sometimes you want to have this good conversation with the guest. And then at the same time, you want to, you kind of like try to focus on what you, what your audience, what your listeners want to hear more, right? So that's kind of like, for me, at least my experience was that, you know, I'm, I'm conducting this conversation. I'm in this conversation with someone one-on-one. And in the meantime, I think about my audience and sometimes it's just a little bit confusing how I'm leading this whole thing. There is a fine balance and it's not, you know, that's that difference between the conversation and an interview. And and I kind of thought about an episode about this and I was trying to, I was tearing the two apart and there's this sort of gray area because you might say, oh, the interview is is one way. It's, it's me asking my guest questions and I want the answers. I'm pulling the information out of my guest. And a conversation is more of that back and forth, you know, we're, we're, we're expressing ideas, that exchange of ideas, and we're digging a little deeper in that. There's still value as long as you're staying on, on the right path here, on, the, on topic. But um, it, it's really hard to define each and say that you can only do one or you only have to do the other. And people think that, you know, an interview is boring because it's so one way. And the conversation yeah. is great, but sometimes it gets a little loose, right? Sometimes it gets too loose and then you get a little off track and and that's where editing comes in, right? Like get rid of the garbage, think about the listener, what's going to be valuable, uh, valuable to them and either edit that stuff out or stay on point along the way. It's difficult and there's a, there's a happy medium there too. So it's a balance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to get back to this whole concept with the audience because, for example, when it comes to preparation, as you've mentioned, so you kind of like have to know your audience, right? So what, because based on the audience, 
you can figure first if the guest is a good fit for the show or not. And then if so, based on the audience, you can figure what to bring out of that guest, right? So when it's just, I'm now thinking about starting out podcasters when the audience is kind of like a hypothesis because they don't really know who their listeners are yet. Like, what would you tell them? How can they best, you know, prepare for interviews? Don't start your show yet. Honest, <laughs> honest, honest man, Tibor, don't start your show if you don't know who you're talking to. This is the foundational work. This is where yeah. I, have a, I have a program called the Podcast Tune-Up, and I talk to podcasters who who have started a show they're about you know 15 to 20 episodes in and they're going you know I'm just not connecting I'm not I'm not getting any traction with my show I'm not sure what's wrong can you help me out yeah let's let's go back to the beginning you know let's find out what you didn't do that you should have done at the beginning because this is so important you got to find out your why why are you podcasting in the first place and that even becomes Mm-mm. for before you ask your who so why are you doing this? Are you really passionate about this? Is this where your expert expertise or your field of expertise is? You know, why mm-hmm. do you want to talk about this? Who do you want to help? Then we zero in on who we're talking to. And I mean, zeroing in. And it's, I'll go back to an old radio uh, tactic that we did. I was working for a talk radio station in Vancouver. It was female driven. We were talking to women only, but we knew our avatar so specifically. And this is what I challenge any podcaster to do before they start their show. Or even if you need to retool it and think about why you're not getting any traction, you know, focus it. We called her Jennifer. We knew Jennifer was 37 years old. She had two kids. She was a soccer mom. She spent time on the weekends driving her kids around. She loved to get out with her girlfriends and have wine on the weekends and Friday nights. And we knew everything about her. We knew what car she drove. We knew what job she had, whether it was part-time or full-time, what, how much money she made. We created this entire profile of her. And we knew yeah. everything about her, for her demographics and her psychographics. We knew what shows she watched on Netflix. We knew all of her favorite Oprah books that she bought. We drilled down her so specifically. And then anything that we would do, we'd put the Jennifer filter on it. And you put a filter wow. on and it makes, Tibor, this, this makes everything so much easier. Every question you ask your guest, every guest you bring on, everything that you're offering your listener at the end of your show, the calls to action, maybe there's a download at the end of the show, a tool that they're going to use, maybe a book you're going to recommend. All of that stuff has the Jennifer filter on it. And if we've filtered it through Jennifer and Jennifer cares, it gets on the show. If Jennifer likes it, it gets on the show. So it's all about your listener. This is listener-centric podcasting. This is exactly what I focus on all the time. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know. So um, uh, there's this term called the one perfect listener for the podcast, right? And then basically you create the content for this person and everybody who resonates with this, you know, will we'll, we'll tune in and will enjoy the podcast. And it's really interesting because based on that, uh, I mean, if 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 there's even a, a small change in that avatar, it can be a different show. And I think about the format, for example, or the frequency. You can think about the person's consumer behavior. So you can do a daily show, you can do a weekly show or a bi-weekly show or whatever it is based on that ideal listener for your podcast. It's really valuable. And I think if you are really clear on that, as you're saying and suggesting, it makes your job much easier as a host because every question can be connected to this ideal listener avatar and then you can create the interviews around that. That's pretty amazing. 
and they will connect with you on a deeper level and they will keep coming back to you because you're serving them and you're speaking their language and you're speaking directly to them. And a lot of people are scared. We talked about the niche and getting too niched down. Well, that uh, Jennifer sounds way too specific. Imagine a dartboard. Jennifer is right in the middle of the mm-hmm. dartboard. And it doesn't mean that we can't talk to the other people, the peripheral of Jennifer, right? Like a little, yes, you go to the yes. next ring out, the next ring out, the next ring out. You're not ignoring those other rings of people. They're very close to Jennifer, but we want to specifically dial in on her. We'll still serve those other people. They'll still find value in what we have and mm, they'll yeah. stick around. Too. It doesn't mean that we're not talking to them. It's just, we're talking to this particular one re- because it helps. Like you said, it, it really makes our job easier. Yeah, it's it's a great topic and I'm glad that we talked about this. And so based on that audience in mind, how would you prepare for an interview or or what's the best way for someone to prepare for an interview? Uh, again, I think it comes back to knowing what you want out of that guest and putting that filter on that topic and that episode and you want to continually serve so uh it, it's all about the listener i you know this this is how we connect with our listener and they continue to come back it's that filter that we have on it and if you're not serving them they're 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 somewhere else the, the worst thing you can do is have your listener tune in and you're not talking about what they came for the way i structure my show is is a promise off the beginning and, and you call it an intro you can call it a mm-hmm. promise. If you call it a promise, it reinforces what you deliver to your listener. So anytime, anywhere, if you've got 100 episodes and your listener that has never heard you before is going to discover your show and press play that very first time, your promise, your introduction of your show should tell them exactly what's in it for them. And it's very, very clear. And this is what's in it for them. This is your promise. You're, you're going to deliver every single show. So every time they press play, they're going to hear that promise again. And if it doesn't connect with that listener, they'll move on to the next one. But when they tune in, you better deliver on your promise. Don't talk about gardening all the time, all the time, delivering great garden, and then talk about hot rods one episode. You're like, what the heck? This is a gardening show. Like, come on. You know, stick to your promise. Stick to your promise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I just wanted to mention my audience in this conversation. So as we are talking about how to become a better interviewer, how to become a better podcast host, you know, I did my research and and many podcasters said that they have, they struggle with confidence, for example, when it comes to interviews. And um, that's why one of my questions would be here is, you know, thinking about them, and and I'm just showcasing the concept that we talked about that I have this audience in mind and I surveyed them and I saw that they struggle with confidence. And I know that confidence is a big topic because it's more like a personal development topic, I would say. But, you know, this is one, one of the questions. Uh, what are some of the ways to become more confident as a podcast host when it comes to interviews, interviewing bigger names, celebrities on your show? Uh, what would you tell those people? Well, I think the more that you do it, uh, the more confident you're going to get. The all, You're going to make mistakes, and that's okay. 
It's okay mm-hmm. to fail. That is exactly how we learn, right? We get better than that. You look back at you know your first ten episodes of the first podcast you've ever done. You're like, oh, <laughs> let's throw those in the garbage, all right? Hope they never exist. You want to erase them from the Ethernet forever, <laughs> uh, but we can't. And, but that's okay because where we are now is way better. So I'm sure, Tibor, that you've got gained major confidence over the show that the mindset podcast you have. It gave you the confidence to do this show because you can do it. You can pull it off and you understand what it takes now to put a good podcast together. So I think first off, doing it more and more and more is going to build your confidence. But I understand that, you know, for someone starting out, they're a little shaky. I'm not certain, you know, this is zeroing in on your why, you know, really understanding who you're talking to. But I think what's really important is that you've started the show for a reason. And maybe you're podcasting for your business. Maybe you you have a service that you provide or you want to maybe build your authority in that niche. So you have expertise. And I think you have to think of it as people who are seeking you out want something mm-hmm. from you, want to learn from you. And when you consider a, a path, you are likely further along that path than all the people behind you, who, in other words, all of your listeners. And having confidence that what you've learned and the experiences that you've had is going to help all those listeners continue their journey along that path, get further along that path and grow. I think that's your biggest confidence builder because you are helping people move forward. And bit by bit, you're going to have connections with those listeners. They're going to reach out to you and go and say, thank you so much for episode 12. That was the most powerful episode you've ever had. And I loved it. And you gave me so much value and and so much confidence. I love it. And you know what? You're going to learn. You're going to have a small conversation with them back and forth because you always reach out to those listeners. And you're going to get more and more and more and more. And those... You learn more and more about yourself, your show, and what you can deliver and what your audience wants from them from talking to them and engaging with them. So the more you can do that, continue to serve them and just come back to what I have to deliver. My message is helping people. And if the world is a better place because I can share my knowledge and I am helping people, you will feel more confident because you're going to have confidence in your own message that you know what you're delivering is good and it's helping people. Wow, that's pretty amazing to be honest because I haven't thought about confidence that way. Uh, but it's 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 really true because I didn't feel I gained confidence just because I was interviewing, uh, let's say, bigger names on the show or I did, I don't know, over 50 interviews. What gave me confidence was was really that connecting with the listeners and then uh, asking for feedback or, or hearing those feedbacks from the listeners. And I have created, for example, a Facebook group for the Mindset Horizon podcast. And when I see people actually join the Facebook group, because I you know, uh, promote the Facebook group on the podcast, that is something that gives me confidence in the sense that I see that what I do is valuable to those people. And that's that's really huge, actually. So it's kind of like this service mindset. So being of service and then getting this feedback from those people or just by seeing them joining your tribe or listening to your podcast or whatever it is. Because sometimes what I feel is that, you know, sometimes it's hard to connect with the listeners because they do whatever they do. They run, they walk the dog, they do the groceries or whatever it is. And then they don't necessarily connect in the sense that you don't have this one-on-one conversations with them. 
But if you do, for example, in a Facebook group, that's kind of like really confidence boosting because then you know that you deliver something valuable, which is great. I believe the more of those conversations you have, the more your show is going to evolve. And that's okay. You know, we have an idea of when we start our show of what our show is going to be, what it's going to look like and feel like, who we're serving. And then the more conversations you have, the more reactions you get, your show is going to be completely different as you move forward. That episode 10 from episode 30, from episode 60, they're all going to be different. You're going to get a different sense of who you're serving, your avatar. You know, maybe Jennifer isn't 37 anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's more along 27. 28, 29, and she's younger than I thought. Well, this is okay. Now I might have to pivot a little bit or shift a little bit, and that's okay. But you got to learn from those things as well. So the more you can serve, the more you're going to find out. And and that might change what your your service is providing. Maybe you have a, a coaching program or a product that you provide, and that might shift a little bit. Mm-hmm, now that might mm-hmm. change a little bit because you're understanding your audience more and more. So listen to them, but serve them first. Continue to give, give, give. And they'll give back with knowledge and you'll be able to tweak some things along the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, That's a great point. So this is what I meant by hypothesis. So in the beginning, you might have a avatar in mind and then maybe it turns out that it's, as you said, it's older or he is older, she is older, and then you can tweak that. But it's okay to go with the hypothesis in the beginning, just have this clarity in mind and then you can just conduct better interviews based on that clarity. And one thing you've mentioned is, is you know, putting in the reps when it comes to interviews. And it's true. I, I, I agree. And one of the things I've been wondering about was, you know, and that's why I created this podcast, is that I can imagine people are just putting in the reps, they are conducting interviews, but they didn't learn how to conduct interviews. They didn't, they don't know how to structure an interview, an interview flow, for example. So when it comes to interview flow, Do you have anything in mind you would recommend to creators, podcast hosts? Well, there is, uh, it, it totally depends. This depends on your show. It depends on your guest. It depends on the episode. Uh, and every show is going to be a little bit different, but uh, yeah. you've got to serve your audience. And there, you always want a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, that's really important. But the beginning doesn't have to be the beginning. And, and people feel like I've always got to start at the beginning because I wanted to, you know, give some background. I have always felt that, uh, that's okay. Uh, there is, there's, there's a question that I hate. And that question is, tell us about yourself. Tell us about yourself is not a question. And you will hear it over and over when you listen to podcasts. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about where you're at. Tell, it's not a question because what you've done now is you've given the reins up completely to your, to your guest. <laughs> Okay, well, well, my mom and dad actually met very first, and then they had this romantic evening, and that's when the whole story of me really began. And it's like, whoa, okay, I, I get specific with your first question. And I think that very first question is really important because you don't always have to start at the beginning. And this is where a little bit of that research comes in. So don't be lazy. Spend some time on your guest. Find out maybe one thing that, that, that you, you've dug a little deeper on, and you find that nugget on that you know, the, the third or fourth page of Google that you're doing your research on, not the first, you know, two articles that pop up, you know, dig a little bit deeper and start with that nugget, you know, start mm-hmm. with, oh, I heard you, uh, I heard you didn't even start with the industry. Your very first job was sh- shoveling, you know, horse poop at the, at the local fair. Oh yeah. That act. Wow. 
uh, I guess you did your research. So how did that turn into where you are now? Well, what did you learn from that job? You know, something out of the ordinary. What this does, it captures the attention of them, your guest, but it makes it way more interesting for your listener to not start at zero. You know, you can always come back. You can pepper how you began throughout the uh, interview, uh, kind of come back to the beginning, you know, in the middle of it. But I think starting out of the gate interesting is way more effective. So I would structure a show likely unconventionally. Don't always have the same um, the same pattern, the same outline every single time. Mix it up. You know, you're going to have a general idea of how you want to structure your show, but but vary it up a little bit. You know, throw that curveball in there. Uh, but again, always come back to at the end of your show with that takeaway, like really deliver on what you just delivered. This reminds your listener the value of your show when you can recap the takeaways of the interview you just had. That's really important because then they're going to go, oh, yes, I love this. This is why I love this podcast because I got all this information from. Yeah. And and here, do you mean like a summary or something which is done by the host? Yeah. And you can do that, you know, and sometimes you might need to, you know, record the body, record your interview. This is a very popular tactic where you do your interviews and then you record your intro and you record your extra later after the show. And I always recommend you, you write and then record those portions immediately after you've done your interview because that's fresh in your mind. Wow. And then, you know, a great way to do this. I don't know about you, and you're talking to your listener here, you know, after your show is done, thanks, you've thanked your guests and, and, and the interview is done. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but what really stuck out for me, what my guests brought today to the table was bang, bang, and bang. And I know that's what's going to carry me forward when I'm thinking about this. So, you know, it's like, yeah, right. I get it. I love it. You know, so that sort of thing. Takeaways, man. We always want to take away, take away, take away. Think of your listener and give them value, serve them. Yeah, yeah, that's a really, really great point, and I think we've we've we haven't talked about this yet on this show. Uh, but it's a great point because um, first, what I do, well, I don't do that in the end. But what I did before was in the show notes, for example, I have uh, key takeaways, and what I do is in the pre-recorded bio, and and I'm sharing it so that people can learn from this or just have an idea from this. I usually have the guests bio so i you know share who is my guest and then i talk about the key takeaways in a sense in a form that i share what we talk about in the beginning in the middle and in the end because i want the listeners to stay with us and i want to make sure that they get something interesting out of the you know end as well so they stay with us until the end but that's a great way and if i understood you well you're saying it could be valuable to do something like that key takeaways in the end as well before the outro right yeah and i love what you're doing too tibor because that's important that tease of what's coming up in this show and what's in it for them is crucial give tell them you know tell them what you're going to tell them then tell them and then tell them what you just told them yes that's that's great classic formula right tell them what you're going to tell them tell them and then tell them what you just told them yeah <laughs> it's really important to te- because you got to keep serving them like what's in it for them it's all about them I, and you know what people go oh i want to make my guest you know i just want to cater to my guests they're just so important to me i love my guests you know forget your guests they're here yeah. to serve your listener i don't care about your guest you shouldn't care about your <laughs> guest 
care about your listener. It's about them. Your guest isn't going to subscribe to your show. Your guest isn't going to join your Facebook group. Your guest isn't going to do all that. They might, they might, they might, you know, you might connect with them on a different level, but for the most part, yeah. you want to serve your listener. So make sure, and that's why you guys got to be on the same page when you start your interview. Like, this is my listener. This is who we're talking to. Make sure we deliver to them. Yeah, and you've mentioned one one key uh, point, which is do right after the interview until it's fresh. And I highly recommend it because I, I've done both ways, and uh, and and it's much better to do this right after the interview until it's fresh. Just three key takeaways, for example, or maybe five, as many as you want, but it's better to do that after after the interview. And one thing I wanted to get back to is is the first question, which is I think it's a great topic. And I was working on my first question, or I would say since I started this podcast, I kept revisiting or I revisited my first question on the Mindset Horizon podcast as well, because it was just too broad. And I feel it was broad on this podcast as well. But I I just wanted to get back to this to emphasize this for the listeners that I think it's, it's, it's really important how you start a conversation and um, the first question is important because after the first question, it might happen that you just go here and there and bounce back and forth and you just ask follow-up questions or, or you, you, you follow the flow or whatever. But the first question is kind of like the question that you have the most control over, I would say. So I think that's a key point. Agreed. It sets the tone. Uh, but you're right. Don't be so generic. Don't be, you know, get specific with it. You know, where, do you remember your first, when you first hit the million dollar mark? You know, wow. Oh, geez. Huh. Hmm. You know what? Actually, it probably would have been in blah, blah, blah. You know, you get a real specific reflection on where they were at. Well, did that come before or after that? And then that's where your conversation can go from there. But you still have to have a plan. You still need an outline. I hate people who wing it. Ah, I'm just going to wing it. This person will be great. Uh, we can just wing it. Don't wing it. <laughs> Have a plan. You need an outline, at least a rough outline. It's really, really important because it's easy to get off track and your list is going to go, what are they talking about? Like, what, what? Just get to something I care about, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and speaking of which, speaking of outline, y- you know, how much how much time do you think is needed or recommended to prepare for an interview because I think it's a huge question and 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 many people might over prepare you know based on uh, lack of confidence for example or something so I can tell from experience that when I started my podcast I'm not a native English speaker and I scripted everything that I could so my questions possibilities what the guest can say uh-huh. what I'm going to answer and and you know it was just it was just, I would say, 10 hours for oh my one guest. I can see this massive flowchart. If the guest answers yes, take a left and go to this bubble, then ask this question. Choose your own adventure. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's hilarious. You know, I, you're right. You can overprepare. You absolutely can overprepare. There's something to be said about, you know, leaving some room for spontaneity, having some fun. But as long as you're able to bring it back to the goal of the show and your episode and mm. thinking about your listener, that's the way to do it. But as for time as and for preparation of, of an interview, I would say I would say probably spend as much as much time as you would say say your say your interviews you're planning a half an hour. I'd spend probably about a half an hour. I can say 
Tibor, because I've 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 been doing this for quite a while. I've had radio experience. I I, I might have maybe a, a little bit more instinct on how I can handle a guest. Uh, I, it might take me a little bit less time, but I always am thinking about. Okay, is my listener going to wonder about this? Your show's not about you, like you've said. Your show's not yeah. about your guest. It's about your listener. But you know, make sure that you're pulling that info that you're that is going to serve your listener best. But you don't have to. But but I I would say, dig until you know you've got something unique. Don't don't just stay top level surface generic, right? You, you got to do a little bit of homework and don't be lazy. You have to put some work into this. Don't, don't rest in your moral or your, um, you know, just, just don't think you can just wing it. Please, please don't wing it, but you got to prep at least the amount of time that you're actually going to spend with that guest. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, well, um, if it wasn't 10 hours in the beginning for me, it was at least four or five. Now I, I prepare. It's just, you know, the top secrets inside. <laughs> <laughs> I prepare one, two hours around-ish. So two hours maximum, I would say, on average. And and But I feel, you know, we want to optimize everything that we, we can. And, um, you know, I had guests on who said they prepare uh, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they just go through the website before the conversation. Maybe you have some ideas for the listeners, what they can specifically do before an interview. Is it the website, social media checkout, or what do you do when you prepare for an interview? That's a great point. You know, go to their social sites. Because what a, a cool thing is that you can look back on what they've done. Oh, they, they like motorbikes. They ride motorbikes on the weekends uh, around the mountains. What? what? I never expected that from you. There's a great little opener <laughs> that you yeah, could lead yeah. with, right? That's something so cool. That they that somebody else might not have known about them. Uh, follow what their social uh, channels are saying about them, or that they've got. You know, they got eight kids, and they went to Disney World last year, and they did all this. And you know, those are those little nuggets that you can find. Plus, if you go to their social channels, you can find out what their audience is concerned with the most too. And sometimes there's a real nugget in there that you can attach to because you know you, t- you talked about these interviews and these guests and you do want to connect with them on, on a little bit of a different level if you can. And anything you can bring to the table that sort of, oh, ho-hum, you know, if you got someone that's coming in as a relatively decent name, you know, it's their 18th episode of the week. They're just doing this over and over. I get typical questions. Anytime you can stand out by by bringing an extra level or another nugget that they've never heard of, you can surprise your guest with something that they weren't seeing that was coming, then they're going to remember you. That's a that's a great point. That's a great point. And uh, actually, trust and rapport came to my mind. So when when you know how you can you know connect with the guest, for example, in the beginning with the small talk and during the conversation. That's why I usually share some of my experiences and stories as well for the listeners as well. But I think about this rapport aspect as well in the conversation. So I think this is what we can relate to as human beings. You know. Uh, you as a guest, the listeners, and also I. So you know, so that's 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 what I do consciously, I would say. And I didn't learn it, so maybe it's just you know my thing. <laughs> but I'm just sharing it <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important uh, when you're looking, you know, so your guests can trust you. I think there's a level of professionalism that has to 
exist, right? I mean, at the beginning, you're you're going to need to figure this stuff out, uh, and you're going to tweak these these outreach uh, systems and channels and and uh, templates that you have. You know, you're going to keep tweaking them. You're going to tweak your processes along the way. Uh, professionalism is something that builds trust, I think, instantly, uh, and that's one thing that that you I think you have uh, you. You have a lot of control of at the beginning. You know, you want to sound great as a podcaster. You have a good system in place so that they know going into your interview that, okay, I think this person knows what they're doing. I, I think I'm going to be okay here. I'm going to be either a rinky dink thing or, a, you know, a crap show or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think, what you have control of and I think where you can start. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tim, I really appreciate this conversation. And I was just wondering, you know, connected to this whole mission of the show, becoming a better host, becoming more confident, having a bigger impact, creating, I would say, a better quality and experience for the listeners. Have we covered everything? What else could we cover uh, or what else would be useful for the listeners? What do you think? Uh, this is, you know, self-control, I think is really important too when it comes to interviewing someone. You have to, you, you're going to have urges to, for, for an example, Here's something I hear often, quite often, and, and I'll, I'll still hear it on TV, radio, even by big broadcasters, and they're interviewing someone. They will ask a question, answer their own question, and then ask their question again. So what was one of the biggest struggles you had uh, uh, you know, building your business? Was it, was, it, was it the staffing? Was it the high turnover? Was it the, you know, the, the economy at the time? Was it, or, or was it something that you had to get over yourself personally? So what was that big, uh, big challenge? Well, now, you know, let them answer it. Let them yeah. answer it. Larry King, back in the day in CNN, used to be one of the best interviewers I've always felt because he always asked the question in the least amount of words. And it was, what is this? Or how did you do this? Or why did you do that? And that was it. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't answer himself or give them suggestions, like, you know, throw out some ideas for, their, for his guests to, 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 to use. No, he just asked the question and then he would shut up and just like, you know, hunch over and he would just wait for the answer. So be patient, have some self-control and lean on your guests. Let them do the work. Let them do some lifting. I couldn't agree more. And that's obviously a practice because I, I realize that I do sometimes what you've described. So I ask a question and I say, is it A or B or C? And then I kind of like you know, give options for the guests what they should answer. But even better is just ask a question, silence, and then just observe what comes up, right? So just letting them coming up with different answers, which is which is great. And I listened to uh, one of my previous guests' podcast yesterday, and he was talking about this very same aspect that you just kind of like want to ask a question and then silence. So now it's silence and be comfortable with silence, right? <laughs> yes, be comfortable in the silence. That's a, a meditation, meditation tool, right? I mean, Tibor, you know that from meditating. You know, be comfortable with silence. It's okay to be alone. Be be quiet, and quiet is your friend too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's interesting because uh, you've mentioned editing, and we didn't go into editing, but. You know, it's it, we, we we are not live, so to speak. It's not live radio, so it's the recording, and I can edit silence out and things like that. So it's just in the conversation that silence is 
is there because it doesn't have to be there in the end product, so to speak, right? So it's interesting and it's a great topic, but just ask the question and then silence. (laughs) And when you're editing, you know, measure that. Measure that and leave some natural pauses. The other thing about silence is so important is that you let your listener sit with an idea. Mm. Mm. And it sticks and it's got time to ruminate and resonate and sink in a little bit. So, you know, you might ask your listener a question at at some point, you know, after you've wrapped up your interview and you're doing your extra, you know, you might just literally ask your listener a question. Well, just pause a second. It's a great tool. So when you're editing, you don't want to edit out everything too. Even if there was Mm. a gap in your interview, you know, maybe there was some pause in your guest's response and that's okay. Let that, let that, let that come across. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great topic. And uh, Tim, as we are coming to the end of this episode, I usually ask my guests about, um, yeah, either book recommendation or podcast host recommendation So if you have a book in mind that you would recommend to the listeners or a podcast host that they should listen to, that they can learn from on this particular topic, becoming a better host, interviewer. So what would you recommend to the listeners? Uh, Well, I would say, and you're probably going to love this, Tibor, because it's in your world. uh, And that is by Eckhart Tolle, uh, The Power of Now. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) It is. It is the power of now. It is mind-blowing. It'll change your life. Uh, and, and another uh, tactic that sort of comes along with that is my wife and I will ask each other the question every once in a while, past, present, or future? You know, where is your head right now? And that's what the power of now is all about with Eckhart Tolle is, is like focusing on the now. And this is a tool that you can use in an interview. This forces you to listen to your guest right now mm-hmm. what they're saying and focus on your listener and focus on your guest so it keeps you in the moment it keeps you in the moment of that interview and when you say in the past well you're you probably have some regrets and now you're getting sad and if you're worrying about the future well there's anxiety and and now you're nervous and scared right now everything's safe every you're out, you're in complete control and you're okay and just stay in the moment so so you can focus on the now. And it's The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I'd say everyone should read that book. It's pretty great. To be honest with you, uh, first off, thank you so much for sharing. Second, I like this recommendation. And the the reason why I do so much is that I want to incorporate some of the personal development topics that I, that I speak about on the Mindset Horizon podcast. For example, self-awareness and, and being present is is one of the topics that is that can be connected to podcasting. So being present with your guest as you are doing the interview, for example. So that's a great topic. That's a great book recommendation. And I hope that I will bring on guests who will talk about that topic, you know, self-awareness, how to be more present in conversations and such, because I think it can be, it can be helpful. And it's, it's a skill. So it can be a skill to, to develop as well. So thanks for that recommendation, Tim. It's <laughs> practice. You're right. Absolutely, it's not easy, man. It is not easy staying in the moment. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm wondering what I'm going to eat for dinner and such. You know, while I'm conducting the interview, 
Well, yeah, it happens to me rarely, I would say, because I'm not saying because I'm, I'm kind of like a guru or something, but I, I really focus on the language, what the person is saying, because I have to, you know, because I'm not a native speaker and I kind of like have to be very focused on the, on the language, I guess, to understand every single word properly. But anyway, so um, before I ask my last question, tell the listeners where they can get in touch with you and what's the best way to contact you. Podcastperformancecoach.com. That is the simplest and easiest way to connect with me. Podcastperformancecoach.com. Uh, you could probably even Google podcast coach Tim Wahlberg, like the Marky Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. It's spelled just slightly different. But uh, I have a uh, concept of casting program. It's a podcast launch program and also my podcast tune program that's available to help existing podcasters uh, maybe tweak or pivot their existing podcast and uh, tweak it so it's the right way. So it's really, really serving your results, growing your authority and convert with ease. So that's what I can help people with. Uh, but uh, podcastperformancecoach.com. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Thanks for sharing. And the links and the link are going to be is going to be in the show notes. And uh, my last question is, Tim, what is your vision for your podcast in the future? Well, it's funny because we were just talking about the now and I'm, I'm really focused and continue to focus on my listener and who I'm, I'm serving. And I'm, I am not really worried about my show and what it, it, it the growth of it. Like so many mm-hmm. podcasters are worried about, I got to get listeners. I got to get my numbers up. My, my channels are low. I don't have mind-blowing numbers on any of my social channels. I do my thing. I keep my head down, and I I just continue to serve the people who find me and who love me. And I continue to serve. And because so many people are focused on, on, on growth and the numbers, they sometimes forget about the people they have, and they don't serve the people that they already have and love. And people love them, but they're they're already keeping their eye on someone else over here. Oh, I got to get these guys. I got I'm comparing. I'm doing the comparison game. Those guys already have these many numbers. Now I need these numbers. I got to grow my channel. Hey, you already have some people who love you. Serve them. They're going to be your best case scenarios, your best stories to share, your social proof. So I would still continue to focus on the now, Tibor. Continue to serve, and I'm going to let the focus the uh, future unfold itself the way it is because I don't have control over it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, download numbers. I can imagine that many people want to grow their podcast, but I usually talk about expectations. So what's or what's the goal of growing the, the download numbers, for example, or the listeners or the audience? So people have to be clear on that first. So what, what's the goal, what, what, what they are going to do with that, you know, with the, with the listeners, more and more listeners. So I would say, you know, uh, maybe engagement is more important if you want to, let's say, you know, serve people, as you've mentioned. So you get in touch with those people, uh, you engage with them properly, and then you can serve those people. So it, it depends on the goal, I would say. You're right, Tibor, because if a show that's going to, it's about entertainment. And if it's you and your buddies talking about beer and having fun in the basement, you want numbers because maybe then you can bring mm-hmm. on a sponsor. And yeah. now, okay, so X amount of listeners, so I can bring in this much money in sponsorship. And so then the numbers become your goal. And that's okay. It's just two different paths and purposes of your podcast. It, it depends yeah. on what you're doing. You're exactly right. 
That's pretty awesome. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all these things. And thank you so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Appreciate it. I appreciate you joining us for this episode of the podcast interview mastery show. If you feel inspired to hang out with other like-minded podcasters, make sure to join the podcast interview nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview nation. If you want to check out the details, show notes, book recommendations, interview tips, and free resources, please make sure to head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, be world class, my friend.